to Chicago Where the fires serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago yeah. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave This is the TCSF Podcast with your host E-Rock and Big Z Episode 17 is brought to you by Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company as always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with my co-host, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? We have a great show today. This week in 3 and Out, our weekly Bears analyst, Earl Brown, gives us his X's and O's on this Sunday's game, uh, where we played the Saints and didn't uh, come out on top. Yeah, living on a prayer. <sighs> yeah, well, my prayers were not answered this week. <laughs> and we also look ahead to next week's road game against the Tennessee Titans, and we also do a little baseball talk. Yeah, we got, we got some baseball news, and we need to rant. We need to rant. We, we need an, to get off our, our chest. I'm not a Sox fan, and I got some ranting to do yeah, about yeah. this. Managerial hire. Yeah, hire. well, it doesn't matter. We're, we're Chicago fans, and at the end of the day, we want our teams to do well. And guess what? They picked the wrong guy, yeah. in our opinion. All yeah. right. So, can't wait to dive into some Bears talk. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. But first, this is The Loop. Our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. What's up first, E? First, we got the Chicago Cubs. Uh, John Lester is a Cub no more. The Cubs declined to pick up his option for the upcoming season. Um, you know, I feel like Lester knew this was about to happen. He did put out a tweet, uh, said, regardless of what's next, I want to thank the fans for the past six years. So this weekend, which was uh, Halloween, weekend. well, 10, yeah. 1030 through the 1st of uh, November, uh, he goes, I'm buying y'all my favorite beer. Make a reservation at, he said, Hopsmith, Lodge Tavern, Butch McGuire's, and Shenanigans House of Blues, or I don't know what that yeah, is, H-O-B. Blues, yeah. um, and he said, your first Miller Lite is on me. Just tell him to put it on John's tab. That was a pretty cool gesture. John, look, man, I love Lester. Mm-hmm. Love Lester. I know you like Miller Lite, but. Well, I mean, hey, we, we knocked him back when uh, when we were watching the Dodgers win. Your Dodgers yes. won the, the World Series the other day, so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, Lester was the first big move that Theo and company made when they were really making that push. And I feel like John Lester is uh, true love for the city of Chicago. And trust me, we reciprocate that feeling. Um, I, I think he's a class act guy when it mm-hmm. comes to being on and off the field. Um, you know, he took the ball every fifth day and he gave everything. He left everything out there. Even yeah. when he didn't have all his control, Right. he was still out there doing his best. And you know what? You can't do nothing but respect that. Right. And, and you know, and he had his personal catcher, Rossi, who was his manager this year. I hope that they're able to, like, keep him in some capacity, whether it's, you know. You, you think he's done pitching? I don't I don't think so. I think he wants to pitch, but I think if he's really honest with himself, it might be the end of the line. I think he, he well, he said he wants to end, end his career with us, with the, with the Cubs. Right. So I think that I, what this is my hope for Lester. I hope that Ross can talk him into sticking around in some role, whether it's like just, a, you know, a veteran's minimum for, you know, to, to pitch again as like maybe a fourth or fifth starter because we got Darvish and mm-hmm. and um, Hendricks and, and, you know, the rest of the crew there. And I think he was a free agent. Um, but, you know, an advisor, whatever he can do. I mean, I'd love to have him around here. I think the Cubs make the right room and give him maybe one one, one with an option. Right. Uh, uh, but, yeah, he's not going to make any big bucks. I mean, especially with the, with the Cubs situation. Right, That they've been point. saying that they, they don't have money. Right. Uh, but uh, it'd be good to have him on there. Uh, he can teach the young kids that they bring up how to pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so the Cubs did make a couple other moves. Um the Cubs picked up Anthony Rizzo's option for next year, which that, was yeah, yeah. a no-brainer. Right, no-brainer at all. You know what I mean? I think I think we talked about that before. We kind of felt like that was the right move. Yeah, it was going to happen regardless. He's a, he's a lifer. 
Yeah, for, I hope. Yeah, I hope. I hope the. I hope Rizzo, like he already bounced around. He went to the Red Sox originally. He was drafted by the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He got traded over to uh, uh, the Padres Jesus. when um, I think it was the Jed Hoyer went over there yep, and Jason yep, McLeod. Yep, 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 yep. And then when Theo ended up over here, then they brought him over here. So I, I hope he's a guy that stays here for the rest of his career. The Cubs also declined the contract option on infielder Daniel Descalso. <laughs> Holy cow! Thank you. Danny, Danny Barefoot. Good God, what a waste. <laughs> what a waste. And, and he was one of those guys when they brought him in. I was like, hey, it's always good to have a vet around the clubhouse. You know, he's going to help out some of the younger guys. You know, maybe he'll, you know, teach them how to be a professional batter. And he was just bad all the way through. He was, was really bad. Nothing, really bad for you guys. Nothing good. Nothing yeah. good. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the Cubs roster looks like going into next year. Guys that you saw at the, the end of the season, like Cameron Mabin, guys like that, mm-hmm. they're not going to be back. I no, mean, no, no. But you know what, E? Free agency yeah. is upon us. Yes. So uh, look for some big moves, and we'll we'll put them on our page, uh, on our Instagram page. Oh, we're going to be all over page. it. Yeah, I can't so wait. That's going to be a this, very exciting time. This is my Christmas. Time. This is my Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I love this. So what's going on with the White Sox, man? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Woo-hoo. We have a lot to talk about. All right, the Sox. I'm, I'm gonna get my thoughts together here. All right, just give me, just give me your news. All right, and then, and then, I, then we can really rant uh, about it in a little bit. All right, so the White Sox have officially named Tony Larusa as the new manager of the team. Yeah, Larusa hasn't coached since 2011. He gets the job over ad- other candidates that were considered that were considered like Bruce Bochy, even Willie Harris, who's been with the organization with for years Mm -hmm. Uh, and as as far as i know those are the guys that were interviewed Mm -hmm. so they checked off their box of somebody of color right and they checked off their box of uh uh, you know this might be a guy a championship manager right a recent championship manager that they mentioned right that was that was was that was yeah that's what han said he wanted a a recent championship winner uh, as a coach and then the owner steps in Uh, and says uh. hey and let me call my guy over here. Yeah. So before we move on to the other team, I'm going to give you a little bit of stuff. All right. So I just want to say this is a Jerry Reinsdorf move. 100%. He put his stamp all over it, his rubber stamp. This is not a Han move. Not at all. All right. Han has put in all the hard work to rebuild uh, and to have the rug pulled from under him is just a, a slap in the face and an insult. Han has, the, has every right to plan his exit. While he's not going to do it this year, he will be looking – for other locations to to ma- to general manage, I agree. And, and, I agree. Gonna, and when he comes onto the market, he will be a hot commodity. I agree, and he deserves to go wherever he wants to. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, AJ Przinski was on the radio this week, and he said he was interested in he's interested in coaching, but he was also interested in the White Sox job. He said he does want to manage, and even if Larusa were to call to put him on the bench staff, that he would listen. Okay. All right. On that same note. I was also listening to some other show, you know, because we have a little partnership with mm-hmm. our boy Ozzy Guillen Jr. and his show. Uh, Ozzy said that he has much respect for Larusa because that was his his first coach here in Chicago, yeah. and that if Larusa did call, and uh, he would consider filling in this uh, into his staff. So you're saying Ozzy Ozzy Senior would like to be in the black uh, back in the in the, in the saddle with the White Sox in in any capacity he can get in there. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> 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 All right. So for right now, we're gonna pause in the White Sox news until we rant in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, E, what's going on with your favorite football team, your college football team? Notre Dame, baby. Notre Dame, six and zero. Oh, they got a win over Georgia Tech, thirty-one to thirteen. They bro- they improve. Uh, Ian Book went 18 for 26, 199 yards, one touchdown. Um, Notre Dame with 426 total yards, um, 227 rushing yards, 24 first downs. Very good third down efficiency, 10 for 15. Um, They dominated the time of possession. Um, No interceptions. I mean, you know. They uh, definitely playing like a champion. They're definitely. playing like a champion. I mean, they scored in every quarter. They got a, a touchdown in every quarter of the game. Um, you know, they they did a good job. Georgia Tech is not a very good team. They're only two and five after this game, and Notre Dame sitting pr- uh, firmly at number four. And it's six and zero at number four. Yeah. Right? So I mean, like I said, eventually and they're going to play the big boys. Yeah, they play now, the big boy next week. Well, they're not because Trevor Lawrence, sunshine, sunshine, he, uh, he, sunshine got the COVID, bro. <laughs> so no no sunshine next week. It's gonna be cloudy. It's gonna be a full moon, bro. <laughs> well, it's a full moon now. Yeah. So, 
And then uh, also we got um, yeah. some Northwestern, man. Northwestern. Yes. Go, very, Cats. go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Uh, very early in the uh, Big Ten season, uh, they got a win over Iowa, barely squeaked by 21-20. That's, that's a good win. Iowa's a good team. Right. Uh, they, they, yeah, absolutely. Iowa's always a good team. Yeah. Um, Kurt Ferentz over there. He's, he, I think he's like the longest tenured um, D1 coach right now, Kurt Ferentz for Iowa. Wow. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they squeaked by 21-20, to 20, uh, backed by a strong rushing game. Um, they had 143 rushing yards, 18 first downs, very good again, 10 for 19. Third down efficiency, 2 for 2 on fourth down. And, um, yeah, I mean, they had one interception, lost two fumbles, which you never want to see. Uh, but they did pick, uh, pick off um, Iowa three times. And uh, they were actually down 17 to nothing going into the second half. And they pulled them up, and they actually held the Hawkeyes uh, scoreless in the second half of the game. That's a good win. So, yeah, that's a good win. I mean, you know, they came back, won the game. You know, nobody scored in the fourth, but they didn't need to because the, uh, the Wildcats were able to pull uh, pull it off and hold on to the end of the game. Yeah, go Cats. Go Cats. All right, y'all. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Welcome, Doors welcome, open welcome, on the left welcome, at Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It is time for some three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Three Up and Three Down is brought to you by Grit Clothing Company. This week, we are going to break down the hiring of Tony LaRusse on the South Side. Z, the floor is yours. Whoa, thank you, E. Thank you, E. So let me start off by saying I'm not in favor of the hire. And there's many reasons I'm not in favor of the hire. I understand he's a Hall of Famer. He has won championships. He was on the forefront of shortening the game when he was in St. Louis. You know, people are like, oh, you're crazy. You can't shorten the game. You can't put relievers in a sixth and a seventh inning. You know what? He was a pioneer at that point. But at some point, Ozzy was a pioneer too, and now he's considered as crazy. Right. All right. So here are my concerns. I'm going to start off with some negatives on the hire. Han had stated at the end of the year presser that the Sox wanted someone with recent post, uh, postseason managerial experience. This isn't the case with uh, LaRusso because it's been since 2001. So that's not recent. So he doesn't check off that button. Yeah. So 2011. Yeah, And and when's the last time he even managed a game? 2011. Right. He he retired at at, at the end of that year. Right. So it's been like a decade since he's managed a game. He's been a decade, yes. And and you know what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He hasn't managed in almost almost 10 years. The game has completely changed. You know, not only as, you know, playing a game, but the culture of the game has completely changed. His age is 76, and we're not going to do some ageism here, uh, and that's no. not what I'm trying to do because there is other managers like Dusty Baker who is also around that age, and I'm not trying to say, oh, just because you're old, you can't do that. But no. at the same time, we have such a young uh, roster right. that, that, that that's where I see a problem. So it's two-pronged. Uh, can he relate to the young players who have uh, never seen him manage, let alone know who he is? Right. These guys, I, these guys were all like little kids the last time he was a manager. Like not even kidding. They were like two years old. That, that's that's how, that's a yeah. All right. You also have a disconnect within culture wise. All right. right. Uh, and and you know I don't want to stereotype here, but he is an older white man. Yeah. I mean, look. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off a little bit right here mm-hmm. because you know we he has come out against uh, Black Lives Matter. Right. He's and doubled com- down. He doubled he, down this he, he February. Doubled. And guess what? Like, here's the thing. Regardless of your own personal stance, listeners, us here in the studio, regardless of your own personal stance, there is a lot of black players, and one of the most prominent players in the, on the White Sox happens to be a young black man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can understand why he would be upset. Number two, when you talk about uh, kneeling for the flag and the idea be- behind kneeling for the flag, that all coincides with BLM. So, I mean, like I said, you whatever your own personal stance is, how do you bring in uh, a, an old manager who has outwardly and very openly condoned said it. those things no, and condoned, condoned it. Yeah, yeah. Um, number two, the fact that, you know, 
you know, you you can we can we can write down a laundry list of all the bad things with him. You know, one of the things that people kept bringing up is that he's he is a convicted drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, he is. So that's that's that. You know, that's whatever it is. But that's another down thing that you can look at him. You know, that's not a good example to set for your younger players. But number three, and this is all top of the dome. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that frustrate me as a Cubs fan, not even as a Sox fan. Okay. A lot of the things we heard about A.J. Hinch was what? The cheating. The cheating. Who's one of the original cheaters? LaRusa. LaRusa. Back Jack, in the day. Jack McDowell just talked talk about right. it. Yeah, when yeah. you talk about the Bash brothers, the Juice brothers, the, the, the guys whose nuts have shriveled up into raisins a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Old uh, Pimplehead McGuire. The McGuire's. California raisins. The California raisins. Exactly. <laughs> That's the Oakland A's of the 80s. The California raisins. The original cheaters. And someone had said, well, you know, you know, it wasn't against the rules back then. That doesn't make it not cheating. Okay. Correct. Correct. And that's a problem. It was that you're sitting there, like I said, you were talking about a blind eye, like aging hedge. He, that's exactly exactly the same thing. That's exactly right. So you're not going to sit here and tell me about cheating when the fact of the matter is, is that Larusa was the manager for one of the original, uh, uh, juice brothers, juice crews, whatever you want to call it back in the day. Okay. You know, we, we talked about all the books in here that we pretend to do our research on. I've never, <laughs> never read half these books. So you see, when we do our Facebook Live, you haven't read half these books that are behind me when we do the videos. They look nice. They do. They do. That's uh, <laughs> that's all my thrift store finds because I, I love thrift stores. But um, I got the Jose Canseco book. I got the uh, the Balco book. I got all those books back there. And Jose uh, and Canseco and McGuire are forefront of those. We know that these are known juicers. And who was at the helm when they were winning championship? La Russa. La Russa. So I don't want to hear nothing about A.J. Hinch is a cheater. Nothing. You you had the open opportunity for one of the, the coaches who was able to relate with a bunch of young Latin players down in Houston right there in your lap. And what did you do? You let them go to Detroit. They had multiple, multiple options for the coaching. Right. For, for, for the manager seat. So uh, just, to, just to finish my thoughts here. We talked about the the BL, uh, BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, and how he's opposed to it and didn't understand it. This is what I equate to. When you look at your parents, they may be older, or even your grandparents, they have a different, mindset they have in a place, mindset, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, if you say, hey, I'm going to go to, you know, Division and Grand, and they're like, ooh, oh, my God, you can't right. go over there. It's right. crime-ridden. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so-and-so, you can't go around those people. They're they're already set in their ways. They're already set in their ways. Right. So how is that any different? This guy's 76 years old. He's already said he's against, you know, the movement and the change. And, you know, the White Sox are all about change the game. He right. doesn't want to change the game right. at all. He wants it. Hey, we're going to bunt. This is I, this is what I said. I said this is basically an 80-something-year-old 80, 80 Reinsdorf wanting to uh, be able to pass on in his life without any regrets. And one of his, one of, one of his biggest regrets was letting go of, of La Russa in the 80s, and all because of Hawk Harrelson. Right. That's, well, so you know why? Making... Because he let his GM do his job. Well, but, he, but <laughs> or lack of their job. I mean, right. Not... But what, yeah, well, yeah. come on. Neither here, there. Okay. Yeah. Neither anyway, there. Anyways. The, the point, the, the fact of the matter is, is that Reinsdorf came down, took away the power from your general manager, yes. who, who did not sound like that was his idea no, whatsoever. He, in a press conference, he did not say, he, he said, we believe. He didn't say, we, I believe. We, right. That's a caveat. That is a caveat. So, so the the fact of the matter remains is that he took it out of his hands when he disagreed with the GM's choice when it happened the first time when he got rid of Larus in the eighties. So you're you're cutting out the legs from under your general manager who's mm-hmm. done a phenomenal job in building a roster. He for just you. won GM of the year. Right. <laughs> right. So why would you do that? It's like you know everyone has a boss. Let's just be honest here. We everybody mm-hmm. has a boss right. when you go to work, right? And you may be producing at a high level. Mm-hmm. And then your boss says, you know what? We're going to go back to pencil and paper. We're going to go door to door and make sales. Right. That, that, I'm sorry. That, that doesn't work. So while I would love to be wrong, right. I don't think I'm going to be wrong. So let me just get you through these positives, get this out of the way, and then ease in a give me a little bit more feedback. Positives. He's forgotten more baseball than we know. We, we've, <laughs> he's forgotten more baseball than we've ever heard in their life. Oh yeah, and and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. I yeah. mean, I, I get. I you can find, you know, one person uh, that I used to work with that apt was the the one guy was like, you can't go wrong with the Hall of Fame manager. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want Ditka managing the, or coaching the Bears either. He's no, a we don't. as well. No, we you don't. know what I mean. All right. So another thing, he's a leader. He's an uh, an old general. So he's gonna have a presence in a, in the locker room as opposed to Rick Rick Renteria. Rick Renteria was the 
nice. He's a charming guy. Yeah, very char- charming. Yeah, he's soft. Uh, so you have that. He will hold his players accountable on the field, playing on the field. And not all the other stuff that we just well, hit on. Not, not off the field, because off the field you can drink and drive as much as you want, I guess. Or juice. Or, ju- or juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, hey, do, do, let's, do a yeah. <laughs> let's do a cocktail. Let's do a Capri Sun. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, he's really there to babysit. Let's just be honest with you, because this team is ready to win. I agree. It, this team is ready to win. So whoever you were going to put in there was going to have to have some experience. I wish it was Bochi. I, I wish if you, if you're I wish go, it was Sandy Alomar Jr. That, that's the thing is if you're if you're gonna go the route of guy who who's won championships, older guy, mm-hmm. you try to go out there and do whatever you can to bring in Bruce Bochi. And who, he said he was interested. Who, who's a proven winner? Yes, he was. A, he was the manager in San Diego for a long time before he went to San Francisco and won those three titles. Right. You know what I mean? So he sees like he sees that carrot at the end of the stick, and he's like, man, the White Sox look real good. Hey, I've done this before. I've done this. You know, managing in the last decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's all right. So he's he's got a team that's ready to win. So I don't think there's going to be a much change as far as what he his philosophy is going to do because the the guys are either going to say I'm just going to do me and do my stuff and produce and not worry about the coaching. Right. Um, and then the checkbook's got to be wide open, and this is why. This is Jr. Jerry Reinsdorf's guy, right? Hand picked guy. Go get every. A list free agent. Yeah, I mean you you have to because if not, this experiment's gonna blow up in their face. Ozzy Junior said in his in his interview with us mm-hmm. that if they go with Larusa, that means that they're going to go. They're, they're going to open the check or they're open their wallet mm-hmm. and let the moths out and go all in and sign whoever they can. That was his his philosophy, right? If you went with AJ Hinch, you're looking at a more developmental approach. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is this is this is Reinsdorf essentially saying, hey, man, I'm getting older. He's cashing I'm, in all I'm, his chips. I'm putting my chips in the middle because you right. can't take it with you when you're gone. Right. So is this his last-ditch attempt to win another World Series? It's got to be. Especially since be. the Cubs won one a couple years ago, and you know that sticks in his craw. Yeah. He you wants know, he wants to go out on top. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's that that seems like a logical philosophy, but, I mean. But here's the thing is you just cut, you know, undercut Han. Right. So how is that going to work if Tony says, I want this player, and Hans says, no, I want this? He's like, you're not the general manager. I'm going to get this player. So now you're going to have a power struggle. It's it's going to it's going to be ugly. It's it, going to get it's, ugly. It's it, This is this is just a struggle. And, and again, personally being an outsider, not being a, a, a Sox fan, mm-hmm. um, Cubs fans, Sox fans, I don't think I, I don't think anyone is like thrilled about this hire because no. even, even as, as a Cubs fan, mm-hmm. I follow the White Sox. Right. You know what I mean? I want to see what they're gonna do. I I, I mean, I, here's the thing: I like good baseball, right? So I, I and I like exciting teams. You know what well, I mean? Well, when you guys got got John Madden, I was excited. I was like, dude, you got an awesome manager. Yeah. And for the team, for a young team, that was a good hire. It was a good mix. Right. But this is not a good mix. Yeah, this is adding well, sour yeah, milk. Yeah, but but <laughs> but Madden, Madden was <laughs> Madden was like uh, um I mean he was a young old man. You know what I mean? He was. Like, and he's still he's still a cool hip guy, you know this and that. Now in Cali- California, in my trailer, and everyone wear pajamas to work today, you know that thing. So I mean, like, and it worked for the Cubs, but you know, you got this old old crusty dude right there who's been dying his hair since the seventies. And yeah, I don't know, I don't know if these free agents are going to want to play for La Russa. That's where I'm just confused. I don't know if these guys are going to want to come here. I'm very interested in seeing how he's going to fill out the staff. His staff, yeah, and he's tried to get his old buddies, Dave Duncan, who's with the White Sox as an advisory role, and Dave said, Dave said no. Yep. And he's already reached out to some other of his old buddies, and Dave said no. So now he might have no other choice than to look at Ozzy and AJ. And the thing is, he has I think he has Nick Capra, who's who they might keep anyways. Yeah. Um, he's been with the organization for like a good, good chunk of time, I think like 10 years or something like that. But you're going to have to fill out with – a Latin bench coach or the yes. base coach. You've got to uh, round out your staff and not be one-dimensional. So, Because <laughs> you don't have a pitching coach. Here's, here's Who's your a, hitting coach? Here's a weird question, though. All right. Do you think that Ricky would take no. another role within the White Sox if he was offered the job? No, he shouldn't. I wouldn't. He's not getting another managerial but, role. But why would you take a step down and probably take a step down and pay? Because he's getting paid for the rest of the year. That's fine, but at least he gets to be in the organization and he really relates with the players. You know what I mean? Mm, I think towards the end, the players were like, yeah, dude, you're over your head. 
And I mean, he's our well. That's but that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't be in a manager's role. A lot of head coaches look. Chuck, Chuck Pagano used to be a head coach. Yeah, Raheem Morris was a head coach uh, with uh, I think Tampa, and now he's the interim in uh, Atlanta. Some guys are better suited behind the scenes where they can right. work with you know one on one with the players with one group. Yeah, I mean, with one group. Right? But here's the thing: Renteria is softer than than puppy crap. So I mean, <laughs> than wet tissue. Right. So you know what I mean? Like you, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'll be very interested in seeing what they do mm-hmm. or who they bring in to solidify this coaching staff. Because what you, it sounds like is Larusa has carte blanche to pick to fill out his coaching staff. What I, it, I don't like that at all. No, I don't like I that don't. either. I mean, most managers and coaches do get to pick their guys, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I whatever. I, hey, hey, <laughs> we, hey, here's the thing. We're we're talking about. Uh, uh, coaches and bench bench coaches and things like that. Yeah, I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy Mark Pryor. I was, dude. I was hoping <laughs> that they would at least give him an interview because he was an awesome player and I think he's a very very smart guy. Yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm my, my shout out is really for him getting a World Series ring. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? The old grizzled bearded veteran now. Um, I still have his uh, his McFarland statue sitting right there, pitching on my on my uh, bookshelf there. So. You know, I loved Mark Pryor. I loved watching him pitch. So good, good for you, Mark. I appreciate the fact that you were finally able to, uh, to at least. You know, I, I I love the fact that he's still in the game after mm-hmm. all the crap that he went through. Mm-hmm. Mark Pryor reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose, okay. where he was a phenom. Um, he got injured. You know, he played really well for a short time. Then he got injured, and then Chicago just went in on him. Him and and Woody too. Like they just never had a chance to really. Woody was able to come back. What he went to like to the Yankees, and then mm-hmm. he kind of bounced around a little bit, but he ended up coming back home. And now, I mean, like what he's called Chicago home is his whole life, his oh, his yeah. foundations and all that yep. stuff out of yep, here. Yep, yep. But so we know a lot about Woody. Woody's always going to be involved with the Cubs, but just to see, um, to see Pryor doing well, I'm I'm really I'm really glad he's able to. Yeah, we we cheer for our guys. I mean, when uh, Grace won with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, right, you right. know, I, we were happy for Gracie. Right. Absolutely. All right. All right, true Chicago sports fans, it's time to pay some bills. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their South Side Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, T-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% your entire order. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with yeah. E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Are you ready for some football? Every Sunday, brother. It's time for Bears Talk. This is Three and Out. All right, we're going to get straight into this. Bears loss against the Saints went to overtime on the leg of Cairo Santos, could not do anything overtime, went all the way down to the two-minute mark. They actually had to do the two-minute warning in overtime, and Bears couldn't get it done. No, they couldn't. Uh, it's like a tale of two halves. Uh, I, I saw the first half where they moved the ball up and down. Yeah, Foles making two passes, one to Mooney for 50 yards and another one for 24 yards to Robinson for the touchdown in the first half. Right. And then I don't know what happened. Uh, did Nagy get involved? Did, I don't know. Cause, because <laughs> to tell you the truth, the offense looked a lot slower. People were walking to the offensive line. Yeah. The uh, subs were, you know, kind of just half-assed walking there. I don't, right. know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, another good thing I did see is Montgomery. You saw Montgomery on the field. Right. And you saw Montgomery produce. Uh, he had a 38-yard rush on a third and one in the second quarter, and that was a big push. That was a big push. Um, it, this is, it was a weird game. Um, it, here's the thing. For a national audience, being the game of the week, it was a great game to watch. Yeah, it was very game. exciting. Uh, I, I What did I tell you at one point? I, I had the nerves. So I was sitting there wa- wishing yeah. I had the, pe- the, peanuts. The, pe- the peanuts to crack the peanuts because it get, you know help get rid of the nerves as you're watching the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was an entertaining game all the way through. Of course, we were looking for that win. Um, I think they did. They they did just enough to lose. 
versus just enough to win. You know what I mean? So that's that's where we're sitting at. But we're gonna break this whole thing down. We're gonna bring. We're not even gonna do our first, second, and third down. No, no need for it. We're gonna go straight through, and we're gonna bring our boy uh, Will Brown. We're gonna bring him in, and we're gonna talk some bears. What up? We live, man. Uh, Bear down, nation, and all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got stories. I got uh, a lot of pent up frustration. Yeah, has nothing to do with uh, what it what it would sound like possibly. <laughs> so uh, let's get started, man. Let's let's get into this, man. Uh, fire Matt Nagy, bro. I knew it. Yep. Get him out of here. I'm, I knew I'm that a, was coming. I'm on a crusade. I'm on a crusade. I didn't even like his mask he had on today. It didn't even match. <laughs> the didn't white, match. the white I knew one it was instead. Right then, I said, "Oh, okay. So in a home game, he's going to wear the road white mask. It's a wrap." But no, oh, man, get, get him out of here, man. Like the dude. So are you are are you saying they should fire him now and not at the end of the season? I actually feel like firing him now will be the necessary spark to propel this team to the playoffs, man. Because who do you move up? Who do you move up in the spot? Yeah, who takes over? I mean, you could you you could just make Laser the interim. What about and, Chuck Pagano? Either one, either one. You can make either one of those guys the interim. Uh, actually, okay. Chuck Pagano, I think the team will really rally around Chuck a lot more. Because yeah. uh, Chuck, let's let's be real, man. Chuck and his defense have been uh, keeping his team afloat all year with a four man oh, rush. He they're the heart and soul. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't even really had to uh, bend on his principles. The the defense is doing enough every week for these guys to win. And right. it's just the offense finds a way. I've never been more embarrassed to be a Bears fan in my life to see a 10-point swing on the account of a wide receiver punching a dude in the face and put his helmet on. <laughs> Look, man. Look, he, here's the thing. He's training from the Golden Gloves. So my, my favorite part... My favorite part about the whole thing is that someone went into Wikipedia and changed it and says that I think was it he he debuted for the Bears in 2018 and he had his his boxing debut against the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <Against> the New- <laughs> it's already on his Wikipedia. It was fantastic go, that part. But he was sticking up for Miller. That was, he was sticking up for Miller who got fingers stuffed in his face mask and then he came up. We just watched the video. It was great because someone dubbed it over. And they're like, "Oh, what's up, boy? Oh, what you going on?" <laughs> So he came up and he smacked the hell out of him. I mean, it was it, it was funny after the fact, but when it happened live, we we're both sitting there like, "Yo, what is happening right now?" Yeah, it looked like it happened out of nowhere, but yeah. there's oh, there's always something that happens the, the play before that's oh, going to give you that reason for it. It's all, but your cooler heads have to prevail, man. Like you can't in a game where you literally are in control, you can't allow. Right. You just can't allow that, man. Like, I saw him when he poked Miller in the face through the helmet. You settled it right then and there. We're going to get the 15 yards. We're getting it right there. We're right. not going to wait and retaliate and put put the team in a position where now these guys can go and get easy points, man. That was a big turning point in the game, well, man, like, well, in my opinion. Well, because right after that, that's when Foles threw the interception. Mm-hmm. Threw the Literally the right next after- play. The next play, because because yeah, and you and you're not wrong. What they do is you change the mentality, and now you get you get Foles, who's is you know, it seems like he could be easily rattled at this point. He got rattled, and that was that's how that you know worked out. So yeah, but you're talking about Mitch Trubisky's uh, form and his footwork. Nick Foles has been throwing off his back foot oh, yeah. all these interceptions a lot. Oh my goodness, it's it's like this dude is a long way from the Philly special Nick Foles. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Like, and and still, he throws a nicer ball than Mitch Trubisky. But off of the off of the back foot, all of it, he's skittish in the pocket, man. Happy feet, doesn't know when when to when to run, when to slide. He doesn't. He's just he's back there completely rattled, man. And that's he's gonna coach, get Jimmy that, killed. That, that, that's the coach's fault. That's the coach's you fault, see, man. You seen those passes to Jimmy? He almost got Jimmy killed on two or three plays. Oh man. If I'm Jimmy Graham, Jimmy, man, I got to have a talk with him in the locker room afterwards, man. But it, this, the, the way off. he's getting hit, it looks like it looks like the way that uh, Johnny Knox we got hit. If that was Johnny oh, Knox, he would have been turned to a press oh, guy. Jimmy Graham's just big enough yeah, to withstand those Yeah, hits. absolutely, man. Like he's 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 throwing guys, throwing behind guys. He's he's not throwing them open. Like he he has good enough arm talent where he can throw receivers open. Like he missed Mooney on a deep ball. Yeah. By by throwing it toward the sideline, no, th- you have to lead him toward the middle of the field so he can run away from the defender. It's just like 
stuff that these guys have been doing their whole life, they get to the Bears, man, they get amnesia. I just don't, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like this, I mean, I've, I've, I've been able to teach some of these simple comp con- concepts to quarterbacks at the high school level, and they get it. And are you saying that? Are you saying that Nick Foles is not a good quarterback? <laughs> I, I'm saying that if we get to 500, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit the tank button, man. If we get to 500, I want that tank button. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of exceptional quarterbacks coming out in this in this next draft, and we need to pick us one, get us one, man, because we can't go forward with Nick Foles after the season. But I really so don't let, let me with Matt Nagy. I let, really don't. Let me point out. Let me point out a few good things. We did see some uh, decent rushing yards, uh, ninety-six yards. They still did not uh, break the one hundred yard benchmark, which is still frustrating. Ninety-six yards. Um, third, uh, f- two for three and third down, um, or fourth down. I'm sorry, uh, f- five for fifteen and third down, which is bad. But the Saints only were two for thirteen in in third down yeah. efficiency. Um, now here's the problem: five sacks allowed. Nick Foles got sacked five times. Yeah. That you want to know why he's throwing off his back foot? Oh, yeah. Because he's getting sacked five times. Yeah, he, he, well, the offensive line is 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 abysmal at this point. We, we've yeah. got guys out there, man. I'm talking simple stunts that you see in high school. Rashad Coward looked like look Coward. Like, he looked like he was playing 2000 Ravens defense. With with all the exotic blitz packages, or the or the Steelers with uh Kevin Green and 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 those guys throwing the zone blitz at you, you just don't know where it's coming from. It was a man right. rush in a simple, extra premeditated stunt, and he got turned around like Allen Iverson crossed Jordan over. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm... if you can't grasp that they're about to twist. You talk about three hundred pound dudes here. That's literally, you know what I mean, telegraphing their steps to do a do a stunt. Yeah, but I, I, I've I mean, been here, off the field for a long time, and I could pick that up. Oh, here, let, let's let's look at a few a few good things that were that did improve this week. Um, Foles had two hundred seventy two yards, which is more than we've seen in, out of these guys in a long time. They did a really good job of uh, spreading the ball around. We had an Anthony Miller sighting. Anthony Fine. Miller eight uh, receptions with for seventy three yards. Mooney with five catches for sixty nine yards. Uh, Robinson with six catches for eighty seven yards. Uh, Montgomery with a couple of catches, sixteen yards. Jimmy Graham only two catches, thirteen yards. Um, uh, Javon Wims got a catch. Cole Komet got a catch. Ryan Nall, who I didn't even recognize, <laughs> got a catch. Um, but. But I'll, I'll say this: Roquan Smith balled out today. He's he, he's Roquan Smith is the club bouncer that won't let you in with the wrong kind of shoes on, man. He's gonna throw you out on your <laughs> <laughs> favorite player on the defense. Him and Khalil Mack together, man, is something special. Uh, like I said, man, what more can you expect from the defense at this point, man? Uh, Oh, right. Dolphins had flashes, man, and, and and every time, excuse me, every time they flashed, Nagy got them out of their rhythm with a stupid play call. Like we were driving, uh, was fourth quarter, and we had the Saints on their heels. We're, right, we're just quick throws, crossing routes, dig routes, uh, uh you know what I'm saying, quick outs, all, all the all the you know the quick game, and Nagy's like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, why are you doing? Yeah. No, like it's like out of everything in the playbook that you could have called right there. And then, then the draw play when they when they had an opportunity to probably get that first down, and he's like, they'll never see the draw coming. Yes, they will <laughs> see the draw coming because every time you guys run out of this formation, it's the draw. Right. It's, right. It's super. Uh, he's he's, he's outsmarting himself he's very predictable in a lot of I things i was telling you we were watching his game i'm like why not have two running backs back there and then you use your rpo game so that way you right. don't know which running back it's going to or if you're going to pass confuse the defense like you can't just put all right we're going to put montgomery there well obviously you're going to run the ball straight when you put montgomery in there right yeah i mean montgomery looked good he did. today he did. What you a know horrible offensive line that kid that kid is a 1200 yard back 
anywhere with halfway yeah. decent offensive line. He's leading the NFL in broken tackles. Yeah, he's probably getting and tackled that, behind the line too. And, and that's the thing is that do we? I think we were talking about it before. Do we really know what's what his potential is or what Foles can be for this team when the line is so bad? If that's the only if that's the one pass that I gotta give, then that's that's the necessary pass. You gotta get a a, a competent offensive line in there to see what you truly got. But I think we know what Nick Foles is, man. He's solid. Solid he's a journeyman. He's 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 fine. He's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah, and and that's and that's the funny thing is that that's essentially how Z is referred to him yep. the whole time. Yep. You know, the microwave. You get him in there, he gets hot, and then you, and then he's good to go. But you know, that's not your. He's he's the leftovers. You know what I mean? He's not the first meal that you cook. He's the he's what you do. The you know yeah. after for lunch tomorrow right. Right. when you put him in the microwave for for you know your uh, your thirty minute lunch there. That's what he is essentially. No question. That's exactly what he. Is. So. And- and if you have to start your day with leftovers, <laughs> like the first, you're, you're gonna be left hungry. <laughs> when you look at forward to, to to reheat that plate, like yeah, all the seasoning and everything that settled in the food all nice. Nick Foles <laughs> some like, three leftovers when you like, man, I don't feel like going to the grocery store. <laughs> and there's only a couple bites left. Uh, yeah. And and there's never enough. There's not enough for full meal because you all all that went to the leftovers. What you whatever you scrape back in the plate, you're back in the bin. You know what I mean? So let let me get your uh, let me get your good, your bad, and your ugly. All right, let's do it, man. Uh, good, uh, Cairo Santos, man. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The game. Cairo, yes. Man, they tried to freeze him. He went out and drilled it again. Comfortable in a windy day in Soldier Field. He's comfortable kicking in Soldier Field, man. He's been. Yes. Consistent. He's been like when you hear his foot hit the ball, it's just the boom that we were looking for. When I don't even want to say dude's name, but uh Oh, I'm saying it because he's he's on the Browns right now, sucking it up on the Browns. I Rody Sharky. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Like yeah. it, it sounds yeah. Santos it sounds like uh, three for three with a with a long of fifty one yards, man. Yeah, 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 and that 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 would have been good from fifty eight, fifty nine, man. Like, yeah, and he, he, and he hit his career high this year of fifty five of a couple of weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's so. he's 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 got it, man. I, I don't at this point, uh, Pinheiro, I don't know what you do. Hey, man, find another. Hey, I Sorry, get, see you later. Open that spot up for linemen, please, because we need those guys. Uh, bad. So yeah, there you go. This is predictable. <laughs> uh oh, oh boy, thank you, man. Oh man, that, there goes that. I feel like I'm watching. I'm eating leftovers again because I feel like I've had this before. Matt Nagy, man, this day, this is exactly <laughs> what it is, man. This is leftover pot roast, day four, almost time yeah. to throw it away. <laughs> throw it away. It's, the no, it's only the ends that are left. Feel, man, it's Matt Nagy, bad as it can get. It's almost got mold on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, even man. when he's doing his job effectively, if he's if he's the one, if he was actually the one calling those plays, he's going to find a way to say, "Hey, you know what? Screw all these plays that work. I'm going to try to be the smartest guy in the room and call an exotic play that everybody has seen from 2018 and is never going to work again." Not in pro football, anyway. And so let me ask you, let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, okay, now, now Will Brown is the new GM of the Chicago Bears. You fire Nagy. We already know that. Who is your coach next year? I don't know if I'm trying to emulate no Kansas City Chiefs anything after without after, the players. After that, without the players, that this this right. was a very. I I feel like we need a steady football mind. That's going to come in and, and he's going to preach the game from the inside out, man, from and build the team from the trenches from the inside out. And you, you, have, you have to go back. I mean, everybody loves hiring the, the, you know, the hot new offensive gurus and all of that stuff, man. But I'm, I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm, I have to hire somebody that I know can establish a running game and, and the passing game. You can figure it out from there. I yeah. Feel like uh, why, why wouldn't Why wouldn't you just move Pagano up? He's already a proven head coach. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be fine with that, man. But you have to let him go out and get get the type of offensive guy that that you know what I mean can mesh well with him. And, and so is Laser not the guy then? 
We don't know what laser is because Matt Nagy keeps yeah, undermining. Yeah, he hasn't had a chance. Exactly. A lot of undermining in Chicago. So what's your uh, what's your ugly, man? Ugly? Uh, I, I think I'm going to point to a specific play this week. Ugly was the two-piece and a biscuit Javon Williams decided to put on the back. <laughs> he gave him the Popeye special. <laughs> that, was the, that was the church's chicken right there. Yeah, I, I don't even know, man. That that might have been the three wings from Pete's for a dollar. The island, man, because I mean, it just was so like abrupt, and like even the cameramen were caught off guard. Like, oh, yes. and it's like in football, there's never any brouhaha in football. This is I, it wasn't. There was another <laughs> fight in the league today. I forget who it was, but it, there was another fight. It wasn't, like, it wasn't as stupid as this. And, and I'm just like. Okay, okay. I'm thinking, like, you know, you football, you get into scuffles all the time, man. But it's, it's pointless to actually throw hands. And then it's... Yeah. With the helmet on. And then he's clapping it up. And I was like, why is he clapping? Something's wrong. And then, like, well, other, he, the play before, or and I'm like, oh, here we go. And he's just totally taking off on dude, giving him the, the Tank Davis treatment from last night. And I'm just like, you know what? fire everybody at this point you can't like that type of you know what i mean lack of discipline at a critical moment in the game it's just it just shows you that they don't respect matt Nagy either not at all so what what happens to whims i give do you his, do you i give dude his walking papers man. yes that's what i was gonna ask does he get released and get if you give him his walking papers that that leaves up room for other other guys that need that playing time yeah like riley really where's he been like it's, it's guys he's that a, I that can, He's on a milk carton. And and it's like, you know what I mean? Why, why is, first of all, why was Javon Williams even in the game? Because he had one reception. Because <laughs> Ted Ginn was not I, I, active. I know why. Because Matt Nagy thinks he's an exceptional run blocker. That, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, let, let's talk about next week. Let's move on over to next week. This loss is already in the books. In the book. What are we going to do with the Tennessee Titans? And Derrick Henry, the freight train that he is, what are we going to do about this? Uh, I don't, I really don't have an issue game plan wise when it comes to the Bears stopping the run. Henry runs upright. The Bears stop the run very good. It's to me, okay. man, it's about what the offense can do for you, man. I, I, I don't even really got nothing for you week on a week to week basis because. Every week the Bears go out in the first half and they and they and they shut every offense down in the first half. If we could get twenty one in the first half, the Bears would probably never lose. But, All right, but, <laughs> but that's not happening for you. As far as they're going to stop the run, I mean, Derrick Henry he may even still get a hundred yards, but is he going to have to grind it out and it's going to chew up time and possession? But it's it's going to be an inefficient hundred yards. You know what I mean, like. As Even, as much they they've been missing a lot of tackles lately. I mean, as as and it's probably just being tired and things oh, like that. Big, and it's true. also being a little bit over aggressive because they get juiced up because they know that the heart they're the heart and soul of the team. So sometimes you see uh, Roe miss the tackle because he's going so hard that he over pursues a little bit. But what happened? Uh, yeah, Henry, Henry's hard to stop. That's exactly right. See what happens with the defense is that you get those mistakes because they're trying so hard to create a turnover. Yeah. That they because yeah, that they feel like it's all on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go over to that sideline and then they just like literally high fiving each other after making a, an exceptional play or something. And Nick Foles is like, man, you know, see if you guys can double down on that that three. <laughs> well, what you what you say last week? As soon as as soon as Khalil Mack takes a seat, he turns to his right and Nick Foles is sitting right next to him because they're already back off the field. <laughs> and something that I thought was really peculiar. They were they did a quarterback design quarterback run with Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't see the field for the rest of the day. Why not those quarterback runs? Taysom Hill was eating. That's, oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. no that and, and that's what I said. We we went live right after the uh game and we were talking to quite a bit of fans, which is awesome. Um but what I said it was just Matt Nagy trying to be cute because he saw what Sean Payton was doing on the other side and it was basically like, Hey, I can uh, do this. I could do that yeah. too. <laughs> right, exactly. He's like, Look, I have one of those too, and then you know Yeah, but we don't have that offensive line. So No, we don't. Right, we don't. Right. You know, it's it's like it's like two it's like two kids going through puberty showing their junk and the one kid's like, Oh, look at this monster, and the other one's like, I got one too, and they're like, it's this is you are not the same, son. <laughs> 
Hey, it's like I'm John Holmes and you're uh <laughs> like, and, like I've I've had enough, man. Like they were this is what year year four for Nagy? Yep. Uh and how can it possibly get any better? Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you went, you went and made a trade for your guy, Nick Foles. Uh, I, I honestly still don't believe that's his guy. They just... No. They just said, you know what? Screw it. He's been in a similar system. Let's still try to run this exotic Kansas City-esque offense without any of the personnel. They, like, all have... The Bears have, like, Kirkland brand Kansas City weapons. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, we don't have Tyreek Hill. We have Darnell Mooney. No disrespect to Darnell Mooney. He's going to be a stud. But No, Darnell, I, I, love, I love the way the kid's oh, playing right now. And look, I, I here's Darnell the thing. If you, can, if you can get Mooney and Miller playing like they did today, I mean, it's hard to beat a team like that. It's, A-Rob, it's funny because you saw the, the game uh, focus way on Miller than you did on A-Rob today. A-Rob, the, the safety blanket for, for Foles and Mitch, for that matter, um, but you saw Miller out there way more today. It was awesome. Well, it was good that he was actually catching the ball this week. Well, it was good that he was getting targets because well, they weren't. They, he was only getting targeted like two, three times. All a he game. has to do is sit over the middle, and he's going to be open. The yeah, true. It's tough, man. When you, you you can't get into a steady rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, Allen Robinson, man, he he had to he had to have a woosah moment himself. He like, you know what? Nobody yes. covered me today, and I still can't get the ball. And, All right, so what are your keys for next for a victory for next week? Uh, okay, uh, next week, stop the run, you stop the Titans. Uh, yeah. That was proven today. You know, I uh, I don't believe Ryan Tannehill is one of those guys that's gonna win it with his arm. You know what I mean? Uh, stop the run, you stop the Titans, man, and uh, you've got to be able to produce some points. I I, I don't know. Maybe I need to slide up to Hallis Hall, kidnap Matt Nagy or something, man. but uh. I seem like we were able to run the ball even a little bit better with some of the starters injured. I don't, I, I have no idea. I wish I had answers for you guys on offense, man. I, I would just try to go, go tempo and, and spread them out and then and, and do, do attack vertically. Definitely. Had, I like, it just like, feel, they, they finally aired out the ball today, but it seems like it takes them so damn long okay. to get into that. Exactly. They need to come out on well, fire. Well, if you're going three and out every every series, it's hard to you know air out the ball and get that rhythm. Oh, or no. if you're or if you're not going three and out and you march down the field and you get to like the thirty yard line and then you fizzle out, mm-hmm. and then it's a waste. Exactly. It's it's just one of those things, man. Where uh, when it's time to call your best plays, Matt Nagy doesn't have any, and yeah. we saw a lot of that today. You know, we could have extended drives and really really stuck it to the Saints today because. And here's another thing, too. I was, as much as I like Chuck Pagano and I love the Bears' defense, I really would like to see some more blitzing on quarterbacks that you know are washed. Drew Brees can't push the ball to pass 30 yards. Right. I'm blitzing him. They're trying, but I think think they're so afraid of getting the ball pushed way down the field. I mean, especially with some of the quarterbacks. They already played Drew Brees. They played Tom Brady this year. They played Matt Ryan, who can throw it deep. They played Phillip Rivers. I mean, they're afraid of some of the – they played uh, uh, Matt Stafford, quarterbacks who are way above the caliber of anything we've seen on the the north – or uh, down the team by the lake. But so, I mean, it's – you know, I think they're just – they just don't know what to do with that. They just says, okay, well, they're just kind of – playing so cautious because that's how they play uh, themselves. Yeah, man. And uh, <clears throat> when a game like today, you got to go get it. Michael Thomas is on the sideline. Right. You got you to go get that win, man. And they were in position to do it. You're up 13-3, bunch of boneheaded plays. You let them come back and tie the game. You find a way to come back and tie the game. And then, you know, your, 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 your offensive guru coach is fresh out of ideas when it matters the most. Yeah. Well, I, I said I'm, I'm tired of BU because it smells like B-O. Yeah. <laughs> B-U smell like P-U right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. All right, Will, give us give us your prediction. Give us your score for next week's game. Um, Where are we at? Uh, at Soldier Field? No, no, no. No, we're, we're in Tennessee. We're in Tennessee. In Nashville. Uh, going 24-20. No, I'll take 23-20 Titans. Uh, I just I just don't believe on the road 
that the Bears would be able to produce enough points, man. I hope they prove me wrong. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I think the Titans go out. Because they're on the two-game skid now, too. So, it's just – let's see who wants it more, man. Which team doesn't want to lose three in a row? And I think Tennessee got a little more talent than us on the offensive side of the ball. So, so well, they put up over 400 yards in offense this week. So, yeah, they do. They definitely do. Looking at w- – right now, we're looking at, what, five and three? What what do you think our record's gonna be at the end of the season, real quick? Uh, if we don't if we don't get right, man, uh, this week against Tennessee, then it could get pretty ugly, man. Uh, you got a lot of divisional games coming up. Could get ugly, man. But uh, I, I think I said at the beginning beginning of the season, and this is a ten and six ball club. But uh, with the way the offense is looking, man, we might be eight and eight again, and that's not gonna yep. cut. That's exactly what I told you earlier. We're going to be 8-8 eight and because eight, I don't see them beating the Packers. I don't see them beating the Vikings twice. Um, <laughs> they might win that Jacksonville game, but I, I, don't, I really don't think they, they uh, are a 10-6 team anymore. Nah, man, they, they had their chances, man. And, uh, I mean, you, you, you're getting every possible break. Star players are out and injuries galore and COVID is helping. Like, yeah. you can't. And they haven't. They 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 faced pretty much every team they've played this year. They've been without their best yep. player, and they haven't been able to take advantage of a lot of these. Teams. Every week, you haven't faced McCaffrey. You haven't faced Michael Thomas. You haven't faced this guy, Julio Jones. Julio, Julio Jones. They didn't have to play against fight. him. What more can you ask for, man? You can't. They didn't play Gall- Galladay in the first game. Galladay's out. Like, what more can you ask for, man? Stars are lining for them to to have won 11, 12 games in the middle of this schedule. This, this three-game stretch was going to tell us everything. Uh, I was feeling confident after, you know, them beating Tampa, but not so much anymore, man, because no, I just... not at all. All right. Well, one last question before we let you go. What is going on with Lamar Miller? Why isn't he playing? I have no idea. Probably uh, Matt Nagy. I don't know. Maybe Matt Nagy brings him in and runs a jet sweep with him next week. Who knows, man? Like... Do you think they should bring him in? I figure this way. Uh, he must be he, he he must be washed if he if he hasn't been brought up by now or he's still injured because uh, we need all the weapons we can get. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, everybody. That's our Bears analyst, Ill Brown. Check him out every week for his Bears expertise, and don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, available on all major platforms. Thanks, Will. Anytime, fellas. All right, all right Will. Appreciate you. All right, everybody, let's take a pause for the cause and hear a word from our sponsors. is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip-hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out NoirCesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. You know what time it is, brother? Ooh, baby. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Yes, sir. What do you got for us today? All right, man, this one comes special. This one comes straight from the homie Yams, who is a dope graffiti artist and also a cook. He will sell plates and things like that. And uh, this is also in conjunction with our boy Mike Logic, because there's been an argument going back and forth, back and forth about this one. Because he likes the balls family. (laughs) Oh, the balls (laughs) Family, the whole family, the not whole just family. the one, not just ball. Just all the balls. All the balls. Anyway, yeah, man, let's, let's go back to our food here and <laughs> let's not t- start stop talking about ball bags. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, like I said, this one is uh, a conjoined effort, and, and, and I did promise him that I was going to bring this up. So, Yams, I want you to pay attention to this very closely, and uh, Mike, you too, brother. This one's for you, like, apparently. You ready for this? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm nervous. All right. Hawaiian pizza, yes or no? Yes, give me that. Give me that ham, give me that pineapple. Yes, I love it on a pizza. I love Hawaiian pizza. 
That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. It is awful. It's terrible. I love it. What the f***? I like that sweet and saltiness. You are salty and you're a little sweet (laughs) for saying something like that. Get the hell out of here with that nasty mess. Stop putting pineapple in my food like that. No, man. I love it, man. Chicago. We are in Chicago. You get the greatest pizza in the world. I do. Uh, Take your piña and your ham and get that crap out of here. I'll tell you what, uh, Mike's big thing was like, even on uh, Al Pastor, he was like, It's got, Al Pastor has pineapple. But he's like, I don't want, he goes, I'll take the pineapple out of it. I mean, I, that's you can, fine. You can use that as a flavor, but I'm not, I don't, I don't, I like the meat. I like the meat. I don't want all that pineapple. What the hell is this pineapple it's doing? It's supposed to be very small chunks. It's not supposed to be big chunks. Mm, sometimes the, sometimes it comes out extra chunky, you know? <laughs> uh, this ain't Campbell's, bro. This ain't Campbell's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm I'm you can keep it. You can keep it. I, I don't want it. I don't want any of it. It's it's not something that I'm gonna order on a weekly basis. It's something that you know, sometimes there's a pizza special, you know, you get buy one, get one. And nah. I've got off and I'll flip it over there. And you know, I'll, I'll get not, that. I'm not ordering it. If if I'm hanging out with the crew <laughs> and we go to a joint to go get some pizza and the first one's like uh yeah, I'll get a pizza with uh, ham and pineapple. I'm gonna assume that you're about to eat that pizza by yourself, <laughs> because that is for you and not for me. So uh, no, I will go with uh, my my combo on the pizza is, is gonna be sausage, green pepper, onion. That's that's usually my my joint right there, especially sausage, here in Chicago. Jalapenos. Yeah, ooh. or the Giardinero one. I, li- I like the Italian beef pizza. No. no, come on, man. Giardinero. I hate Giardinero. Oh, step it's out a, your comfort zone. It's a, no, uh, if I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. If I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. Nah, nah. And my, my one of the fun, funniest things is uh, the phrase, don't yuck my yum. I says, well, if your yum wasn't yuck, I wouldn't be yucking your yum. Get out of here with this mess. Pineapples on times. pizza. <laughs> Come on, man. Pineapples on pizza. I mean, what the hell is this? I love pineapple, man. Go 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 to Hawaii, eat some spam, and and marry a Samoan. Get the hell out of here. I see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, look, we're the fifty first dates. They got white girls there too, man. Nah, nah, nah. I'll, I'll take the spam. I'm not married. The spam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder who heard that one. Anyway, yeah, man, I'm not no no sir on that pineapple. You can keep it. That's y'all nasty. Y'all is nasty. I'm bringing some next week. <laughs> oh, no. no. Like I said, I'm assumed that's for you, and I'm going to go get my own food. <laughs> and guess what? Pineapple's not keto-friendly either. Oh, no. It's too much sugar for you. No, nah, because y'all are too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> oh, Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, no more. No more piña pop. Oh man, all right, <laughs> that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Noir Caesar Villain Radio Studios and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. Thanks to our Bears analyst, Ill Brown. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. Shout out to Ronesh, our producer, Gay Soto. And shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal from the All Net Podcast. Their show will return soon. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Reach out at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. The other thing I want to tell you guys, when you go on, when we go live on Facebook, if you hit notify when True Chicago Sports Fans goes live, you'll get that notification when we go live after the games. Yeah, you can argue with us. When we upload on, on YouTube, you hit that little notification bell, so you get our stuff right away when it comes up, and you don't have to go looking for it. It will come to you. Same thing with iHeartRadio. They will notify you. All right, one last thing uh, I wanted to mention. Uh, I wanted to shout out my A1, a man's best friend, uh, Max Maximo. Uh, he was with us for 15 years. Um, he went to Doggy Heaven this week um, after some recent uh, health issues. Uh, he was 15. I got him in 05. So he was really, really special to me because that was an amazing year. Um, it's always hard to say goodbye and to lose a family member. Um, we will miss him dearly. Um, and I know you just lost your cat and I, and I just lost my dog. So it's yeah, you know, man, rough. It's, it's, it's October really- sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, the was 2020s like, really sucked. I mean, yeah, I lost, lost my grandfather uh, last month as well. So, 2020s yeah, really, really blowed. 
Well, I, I, I'll give you this. My, my condolences to you and your family for, for Max and also your grandfather. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. This year has been this, this year has been rough, man. I, I thought Kobe passing away in January is going to be the worst thing to happen this year. and then Apparently not. That was just a precursor to everything. Yeah. So but we appreciate y'all listening and uh, see you next week. And uh, we'll see you for episode 18. You know, happy Halloween. We got Thanksgiving coming up. And, uh, yeah. Dia de los Muertos. That's true. You know, and oh, shout out to our producer, Jay Soto, who just had his birthday. Happy birthday, Jay. Happy birthday, Jay. So congrats on the gig. That's right. You got a new gig. Yeah, Jay got a new gig this week. So we're very excited for him. Oh, before before we leave, I did. There's a couple of things. I did promise Ozzy Senior, if Tony LaRusso was the manager, that I have to get him a bottle of champagne. So I will pay up on my debt, Ozzy Jr. Okay. So I'll contact him tomorrow. I'll give him a tweet tomorrow of the DM. And I did say that we were going to run the day. Well, I said I was going to run the day of the difference. So tomorrow mm-hmm. in the morning when I get to work, I'm going to do the 3.1 miles in the gym with my Carrera shirt and my mask. That's commitment, y'all. Yeah, man. That's right. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. And we will see you next time. But until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. Yeah. I'm a grown man. A full grown man. I like the meat. I like the meat. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over. (laughs) 